Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, scrutinize, and plunder. plunder. You didn't even get it right in the inflection there. You got to carry it on. I was trying to hurry. And plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And And I'm I'm Heather Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. How'd you like that? Okay. Thanks for joining us for minute 68 of Dead Man's Chest. Friday. Happy so, Friday. Easing it's people into Friday, the Friday. Really? You're going to drop a Friday song? Everybody out there just died. Why? It's a hated song. Why? It just is. How do you know? I've been on the internet. And it's a hated okay, song? Okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's ha- annoying? It, that, it is an annoying song. That and the lyrics really don't make sense. Although it has kind really of a catchy tune. So people just started hating it. And I think it's one of those, they secretly listen to it because of the catchy tune in the mindless lyrics. But then they blast it on the internet. How about, it's finally Friday. I'm free again. There you go. Is that you one can better? country it up. Exactly. In the previous M. Night Shyamalan Pirates of the Caribbean Scooby-Doo and the Ghostbusters mashup minute, the full torso vaporous apparition gives the I'm sitting on my high horse Captain Bellamy and his crew of the Edinburgh Trader shivers and miss signs. Elizabeth Swan declares men are idiots using only her eyes. Gore Verbinski gives us something that's a bit too realistic instead of opting for some Ed Wood special effects. Strings, man, give us some strings. And the quartermaster gets his first glimpse of the ocean. Oh, look there, the ocean. (laughs) Minute 68 begins with quartermaster saying, there it is. Again, with the ocean, quartermaster, come on, we've all seen the ocean. There's the sign. Oh, there's your sign. What's that guy? Comedian. There's your sign. There's the sign. Oh, Elizabeth. Bill. Bill Ingball. There you go. Elizabeth repels down from the mast as the crew continue to look over the side of the ship. Sailor. Yes, that's his name. <laughs> Replies, that's seaweed. He fires back. Seaweed can be a sign. It's like entrails. Oh, they're a bad sign. Meanwhile, Elizabeth has landed on the deck. The minute ends with the captain, Jack Sparrow, and the motley crew on Tortuga recruiting pirates. One chipper sailor in the lineup. I don't give an ass scratch if I's live or die. Gibbs responds, perfect. While Jack stares and mumbles at the compass, Gibbs calls, next. Me have one arm and a bum leg. Gibbs replies, it's the crow's nest. Dot, dot, dot. Does he get nest in there? Nest? I think he just gets crows. It's the crows. It's Actually, he gets, it's the, it's the crow's nest. And he starts it. So you're right. I should say, it's the crow's nest. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> There's only one way to kick off this minute, and it's not nah. <laughs> it's a rule. When someone mentions entrails, that's always the place to start. By the voodoo gods, let's read them entrails right now. Is it a bad or a good sign? Or can it be either? Actually, it can be either Okay. for reading the entrails. Okay. 
When they see the entrails, you don't want to see the entrails over the side. And the ghost is pointing at them. That's not good. You don't want to see that. But reading entrails in general can be good or bad. Because entrails is like a method of foreseeing the future. It's like oracles or oracle bones and all that fun stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Because it's actually called haruspication, which was a kind of divination that involved inspecting the entrails of an animal. It actually has a specific name. The practice lent itself to a great deal of variation depending on the exact organs or the organs of the animal being examined by the seer. Seems like a bit of crazy way to see what would happen in the future is to look at animal innards. Yeah. Let me just say this, though. I don't like animal sacrifices. Neither do I. It's bad juju as far as I can I agree. tell. So, yeah, bad juju. Plus, for the crew here, like I was saying, it's never a good sign to see, like, this heap of floating entrails. No, that wouldn't be good. And then poor Elizabeth, she actually has to point out to the... <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. She actually has to point the sign out because these buffoons are so busy looking at a seaweed pile. <laughs> Is that entrails? No, I think it's seaweed. Oh, you know, seaweed can be a sign too. And uh, no, you idiots. There's a flame job going on over here. It's like, hey, you idiots. Missed a giant flaming tortuga on the deck. Oh, probably just an oversight. So uh, where's this sign the ghost was pointing at? (laughs) That's how buffoon-like these guys are. They're like, oh, is this a real sign or is it not? And I do like how she's smirking the whole time, though. Do you? Yeah. It's kind of joke-like. It is kind of joke-like, in a way. I mean, she's, like, very proud of herself for orchestrating all this. Yeah. Like, she's laughing. Or maybe it's, you know, like, oh, well, you say she's proud of it. Yeah, I'm saying that she's, like, proud that she was able to pull this off. Yeah. And then it's, like, also, I think there's that laugh because she's thinking to herself, men are such puppets. (laughs) It's like, how dare she think of us as puppets? Because she's, like, a puppet man master. That's what she is. Yes. So it didn't bother me, the smirk. I, at first I, okay, at first I did look at it and go, it's almost kind of weird that she's doing that, but it's almost in real life, I think it's more realistic that way. That she wasn't able to hold back that smile of like a job well done. It's like she's patting herself on the back thinking, these guys really are dumb. I just completely did this. And not only that, they're so dumb, they missed the entire sign. I had to rappel down from the mast. And then actually point to them. Yeah. And say, hey, this looks weird. Why is there flaming letters on board? Did you see her look at the camera? Oh, no, I didn't catch that. Yeah, she glances over at the camera. She gives an eyeball to the camera? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have seen that. Yeah. Kind of from under her hat, she looks over the camera. And then she looks is, back so at the... Is that like breaking the fourth wall for us? Like a Deadpool thing. Is she giving like a wink and a nod to the camera like these guys really are dumb and I just pulled this off? I, I, or, I no, it wasn't. I don't think she did. I think it was an accident. She looked at, because this is, she's young. Yeah. And she hasn't done a lot of acting but before this. But this is three years later though. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, this isn't the first I forgot we were film. not in the first film. We're in the. Yeah. That's true. Maybe she just caught it. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It's interesting. It caught her, maybe be, it caught her eye or something. Yeah, I don't know. May, or maybe she was just laughing. Maybe this is like the 10th take. Oh, it's And possible. she's been busting up. Yeah. And then she finally gets it. And she kind of looks at the camera slyly yeah. because she actually got it. Maybe that's it. Like she didn't flub her lines. Maybe she's been flubbing her lines there. Maybe. 
It could be. Or with what's going on, you know, it's something, you know, yeah. Because the flaming Tortuga there. So is it me or are you a bit excited to be back on Tortuga? I am excited to get back on Tortuga. I don't know what's been going on. I've been excited every time we actually jump to a new ship or new scene or location. Yeah. And I think because we were on Pelagosto for so long. Yeah. And now we're actually jumping from one location to the next. Right. And I'm just so excited to see that. It's weird. I never noticed that in the movie, but now breaking this down, I just get like super excited that we're at this new place. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because I hadn't noticed it before, well, but I think because of the way that we're doing the breakdown and having to view each thing, when you're jumping to something new, you're like, oh, thank God. We don't have to. Well, Tortuga was so long. I mean, we got to Tortuga points... or Pelagosto? I mean, Pelagosto was so long. We got to points where we were struggling. Well, somebody was. I well, have obviously whatever. delivered. Well, we delivered. We didn't. doesn't mean we weren't struggling. There was a lot of cannibal stuff I had to research. Yeah. So I'm probably flagged and on a watch list <laughs> now. This guy. This guy's on a cannibal watch list. <laughs> for sure. We're in Tortuga to steal some souls. Yeah, we're actually in Tortuga now. It's like Tortuga Nights. We're going to steal some souls. It's like playing out right here. Exactly. We're in a bind. We're way behind. And we're willing to make a deal. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. Oh, how does that go? <laughs> Shoot. Charlie Daniels dance. Damn it. We're going to have to play that. I can't believe I forgot it. We're looking for some souls to steal. Yeah, we've already said that part. <laughs> the devil jumped upon a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play a pretty good fiddle boy, but give the devil his due. Okay, well, well <laughs> we're not going to go through the whole song. But there, it started to come back to me. It's like I wish I could started. purge the information in my head, make room for stuff that's actually valuable. <laughs> instead of like, oh, let's sing Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Seriously, what fills my head <laughs> is actually ridiculous. And with everything going on here, Gibbs is recruiting souls for Davy Jones, like he said. And Jack, well, he's playing with his compass. He's talking to it. He's uh, shaking, shaking it. it. Come on. Work, compass, work. He's like encouraging it. He's become obsessed with his compass. The thing about it, no one wants a compass that doesn't point north. That's true. Or at least where you want it to. What's wrong? Are we talking about a compass here or something uh, That's else? what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? A compass. I mean, he's really trying to focus his desires here. But it's not working. That's what's good about this transition from the Edinburgh Trader to Tortuga. It's actually amazing if you think about it. I'm going to break this down for you. Like, devil went down to Georgia breakdown here. <laughs> it's not an immediate transition payoff. It's not like Edinburgh Trader, Elizabeth to Jack right away. Right. But we get, it's like a subtle transition and a lengthy transition. It, it just doesn't happen right away. We get Elizabeth playing with the minds of men. Okay, we saw that. We have the flaming word Tortuga. Then we fade to the actual town. A town where women manipulate men for their pieces of eight. <laughs> and they give it up freely. Then we get Jack give playing with the pieces of eight up freely? Yeah. Because yeah. okay. the women ain't giving up anything for not free. <laughs> then we get Jack playing with his compass and trying not to think about uh, perhaps Elizabeth. What his heart truly wants. Desires. It like flows perfectly. It's like a nice setup. Yes. Then, of course, there's the fact that he can't get the compass to work while attempting to steal some souls. That kind of flows all together. Yeah. 
And there was a spirit on the other thing. And so it's like a real nice mashup there. I agree. I thought it was pretty brilliant. That's just me. I like the band playing in the cantina. Oh, you went to the band. Yeah, I like I it. do have information on the band. Do you really? You bet your ass I do. Wow, awesome. Because it's like Charlie Daniels I am. <laughs> the singing voice, the fiddle playing. I can do it all. I'm like a master. Master oh, band. Yo, like, <laughs> hey, how dare you even think about that? You bastard. <laughs> it almost came out. <laughs> Don't ever. This is, I'm the captain of this show. I'm the one who throws out those kinds of things. You're the pristine lady. <laughs> You're the madam. But before we get to pirate band that you brought up, because while not appearing in the first film, I'm, I kind of have an order for things here. The scene with the mayor being dunked in the well appeared in one of the deleted scenes in Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Which ended up in this minute in Dead Man's Chest. Oh, okay. So it was filmed for the original first movie. They didn't use like it. Like the ride? They showed it in a deleted scene. And then they decided to actually put it in the movie. Like the ride where like somebody, ride. like, I guess it's Jack now that's being dunked into the but well. But it was the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, there's nods to the ride's burning town sequence. Then there's, of course, nods to the ride's burning town sequence, some of which were originally filmed for Curse of the Black Pearl, just like we were talking about with the mayor. Yeah. And some of these other ones include many pirates shooting people with their flintlock pistols. I mean, that's just kind of standard operating yeah. procedure here. A skinny man in shackles can be seen shivering with fear as a guy in a... A skinny man in shackles can be seen shivering with fear as a guy is dunked in a well, and that's the mayor. Yeah. And then there's a pirate band playing in the Faithful Bride Tavern. Or is it? Because I got stuff on both the band and the location. It's not the Faithful Bride. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, or are you? No, I am. It's Cantina. But is it really? And the Cantina actually has a name eventually. So the Tortuga Pirate Band, the three guys here, was a group of three pirate musicians playing a guitar, an accordion, and a fiddle. Charlie Daniels style. And then they played the song Fisher's Hornpipe is what they played there. And that's at the Twelve Daggers Tavern in Tortuga while we see Jack and Gibbs doing a bit of recruiting. So you have to wait for that part. Composer Michael A. Levine portrayed the band's fiddler. And then there's a pirate musician, that's what he's credited as, was played by James Levine, who is also a composer. Oh. But I don't know if they're related, though. He's on the, like, board with a lot of work and shows that we know, as far as IMDb is concerned, like American Horror Story, The Blacklist, Nip Tuck, NCIS, LA, to name a few, and that was James there. Then the band is a reference to the three-man pirate band in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride who perform Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for Me. Oh, really? Yep. For filming Dead Man's Chest, an open courtyard at the Universal Studios backlot was converted into a cantina. Authentic-looking early 18th century signage appeared on the shop fronts and with the addition of a massive overhanging silk that happened there. The cantina, I just really, whenever I say cantina, it's got Star Wars cantina (laughs) music. I can't get away from it. Yeah, what the hell? That's just how populated it is. Cantina? Oh, the cantina. I know exactly what you're talking about. Gotta check out Hammerhead. I like Hammerhead. Yeah? Yeah. The cantina scene in Dead Man's Chest was named the Faithful Bride Tavern in the complete visual guide. However, in the script for Dead Man's Chest, the place was only called the Cantina. The Cantina's true name was revealed in the At World's End video game, which turns out to be the Twelve Daggers Tavern. Oh. That's how it all wrapped around. First it was Faithful Bride, a nod to the original movie, then it became Cantina... And then it rolled in. They finally, in the video game, they gave it a name. 
Then, of course, there's a recruited pirates happening thing here. All going on. Jack still playing back there. and uh, The young man that wants to see the world before he dies. Exactly. So we have the uh, crippled man. Because I'm going to go in the order that I had him here. Or at least so he says. Because it wasn't the crippled man who was first, actually. But he does appear to have two arms, though, even though he says he doesn't. <laughs> Why would you go start that way? Because my list, the way I had the list. That's I don't weird. Know. Yeah, it is weird. So either Gibbs catches him in a lie and then assigns him to the crow's nest, or Gibbs is just joking around about sending him to the crow's nest, and he really doesn't have a full arm there. Maybe there's not a full arm. I don't know, because it looked like he had yeah. two arms. Yeah, but what, up to his elbows? Because you can't see past his elbows. I'm just saying, that's what I saw. He was portrayed by Israel Adoramo. And IMDb says he was the crippled man in The Curse of the Black Pearl as well. Huh. Must have been in the Tortuga scene. Must have. If he was, I smell a conspiracy here because I'm trying to think of the crippled guy in Curse of the Black Pearl. I'm not sure. Is this one of those things that becomes like a retroactive credit? Like he was just an uncredited kind of pirate guy in Tortuga. And then after he gets crippled pirate name moniker here in credits... Then they go back and kind of say, oh, he was a crippled man. Maybe that's it. But I don't really remember him. He must have just been in the background somewhere. Yeah. I'll have to look again. Then we have the skinny man. He's actor Georges Trelot. He's actually been quite busy on the French acting scene. 49 acting credits, which stops around 2008. Is that the one where his wife runs off with me dog and he's been drunk for a month? No, that's the, that's a good question. The skinny man. I don't know which one he is now. Which one is he? It's the wife run off with me dog. Okay, there you go. If you made the notes, then you're correct. I was more into the backstory. And he doesn't care if he lives or dies. This is why I should have put it in order, because now I got confused. Yeah. I got them all mixed up. Yeah. All these skinny men, very old man, crippled man. Anyways, uh, since most of the titles are French for our, our actor here of the skinny man, I decided not to offend our French-speaking audience by the, my rudimentary attempt at speaking that romantic language. That's And to a you, I idea. say, merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves us with the very old man, played by Derek O'Connor. And he was born in Dublin, Ireland, and raised in London, but currently actually resides in San Francisco. And this is the guy who wants to see the world before he dies. Yeah, exactly. And he's a local guy for us. Oh, really? San Francisco. Oh, Weren't yeah. you just listening to me? What the hell? Yeah. You do know cons- where we live, right? I was more concerned about... Uh, yeah, you were more concerned about explaining that. Explaining to everybody who he was. Maybe I'm going to go Because you did him. not do him in order. You're right, I didn't know. There, thanks for pointing it out, though. You you saved everybody. They're trying to, like, okay, which one is that? Yeah. But he's a former member of the Royal Shakespeare Company and the Scottish National Theatre, which is oddly something I have in common with him. Those are both things that I'm part of. And like I said, I'm going to maybe go try and hunt him down and then I'll do some ambush podcast interview. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> hey, very old man! Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> what do you have to say? Huh? Do something like that. He's by far the most seasoned in terms of IMDb acting credits compared to our other Tortuga recruits today. Big movie credits from the Ben Affleck Daredevil. The highly acclaimed <laughs> Daredevil. Ben Affleck. Okay, it was panned, okay? Is that sarcasm too much for you over there? <laughs> Anyways, uh, he was in Schwarzenegger's uh, End of Days. I had to mention that because of the apocalypse tie-in. I always like to have an apocalypse. End of Days, that was an apocalypse kind of movie. Gabriel Byrne. Of course, the cult classic Time Bandits. Yeah, Time Bandits. I love Time Bandits. That was like from the early days of HBO. It was always on HBO, always, because it was just fell right into that time frame. He was the robber leader. 
is what he was credited as. And this stuff stretches all the way back to 1969. But Time Bandits, yeah, it's a good one. And since we're talking about characters on the obscure end of the thing here, is there... I mean, come on. We're talking characters well, who don't have real names. They're these very are just old men. Souls. And, or souls, yeah. I think we should kind of dive down that rabbit hole a bit deeper on these obscure characters. So my question to you is, do you want to go deeper here? Sure, why not? That's what I'm thinking. You asked for it. I mean, let's hit those winches. Arr! Well, let's get the winch party started. Maybe that's better. It's the winch main attraction. The always popular busty winch. Really? <laughs> Played by Ann Matthews. <laughs> hey, can't go wrong with the busty winch. It's very true. I looked her up. I guess. Of course I did. Of course you did. Why I had to look her you? Up. It was for the show uh-huh. and show purposes only that I looked her up. Yep. Six times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, she said, no, my eyes are up here. And I said, no, I'm just reading. I'm reading about your character. So anyways, yeah, I was expecting some crazy acting roles. Of course, when you're nicknamed the Busty Winch, I thought this is going to be a treasure trove of information. This could be a possible list, but no, it wasn't. She petered out after three credits. Oh, yeah, it was a letdown. Busty Winch. After we started so strong with Busty, then that happened. It's like, uh, well, okay, let's not linger on the Busty Winch any longer. Well, maybe poor word choice, but well, everybody needs a turn on the Busty Winch, so we'll just let it go. We'll go away. But I have more winches because this is our winch list. Yeah. It's almost like wish list. Winch, it is. Winch list. Technically, those could be the same things. <laughs> it depends who you are. The less popular Cantina winch. She looks like Hammerhead. No, I don't know. <laughs> she was played by Carly Rothenberg. And guess freaking what? What? This is our winner of the minute here. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the tie that brings all of our office references to the top tier status. This is it. All those times that we mentioned The Office, they're not tangents any longer. This is now relevant information that we're bringing to the show. A link, a clear connection from The Office to Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Okay, wait for it. The character in The Office, Madge. Madge from The Warehouse is our cantina winch. Huh. You know, the one Michael can never remember her name. Yeah, what's he call her? Pudge and some other stuff. But yeah, The Office and Pirates of the Caribbean, now linked forever. Wow. She's keeping busy with parts here and there, too. Everything from Bones, Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, Point Break, and more. Point Break. Prison Break. (laughs) I like Point Break. I'll just say it. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. That might be really our winch winner of the day. Yeah. I was never expecting that. Can't go wrong with a... Office, Office tie-in. Right. Exactly. Aaron Sharkey just played the ordinary Tortuga Winch. You know, all these other ones have such good descriptors. She's just Tortuga Winch. It's not too good. She does have a connection to Johnny Depp. She was a courtier in Alice in Wonderland. But I think her real like claim to fame is helming the part Britney Spears clone. Yes, I said it. Britney Spears clone. It's on her <laughs> IMDb resume. I mean, that almost rivals Afro Dude. Yeah. Britney Spears clone. Almost. Almost. He had such a huge list that it was incredible. This is just a one-off for her, the Britney Spears clone, but I had to mention it. And for the grand finale, Heather Stout played the Hot Winch. Wow. Yeah. And that's it, though. It's like a wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Three credits. Nothing of note. It's like, blimey, what a shame we had to end our winch list with uh, Dud like that. 
That's too bad. Better luck next time. Yep. Again. Wah, wah, wah. I was looking so much for Hot Winch since Busty Winch kind of petered <laughs> out for us. Hot Winch was even worse. I mean, winches aren't all bad. It's not a bad way to end the week either. No. With winches. It's no apocalypse, but hell, it's always a good sign when we can send everyone out for a winch action. Exactly. Think about your favorite winch over the weekend. <laughs> Think about your favorite winch while enjoying a, a growler of grog. I can go all day with this. Think about your winch while you're eating dinner. You know, then when your other significant other asks what you're thinking of, you can say, I'm thinking about winch. Wow. Thinking about my winch. Friend asks, it works. It just works <laughs> either way you cut it. So that's all I got. You got anything else for this minute? That's all I have. Yeah. It's good to end on winches. Might as well. That's what uh, he said. Especially on a Friday. There you go. We'll be back on Monday with minute 69 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, Scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling to a minimum and may your winches be plentiful for the weekend. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a good You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew Listeners Group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bilge rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.